0: BYU Cougar Basketball is back in action. Baxter outside the left junction hands it off to Hawes, it up for yes! GELU throwdown! Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pre Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Cougar Pregame game Live is also brought to you by Quick Clack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved, everywhere. Now here's your host Jason Shepherd.
1: Good afternoon BYU fans or here in the state of Utah. It's still good morning. Either way welcome in to Cougar pregame live presented by Mountain America guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Today the BYU Cougars are in Uncasville, Connecticut to participate in the Legends Classic. It's being dubbed as Bubbleville. We'll get to More on that in a second. BYU plays USC in the first of two games to be played at the Mohegan Sun Arena. The Cougars will face St. John's tomorrow. Originally, BYU wasn't set to play Game 2 until Thursday. And at that time, the the opponent was going to be either uh, UConn or Vandy. Vanderbilt dropped out. That uh, made a spot available. St. John's moves in, and the game was moved up. Therefore, BYU playing a back-to-back situation, USC today and then tomorrow against St. John's. Now, BYU enters today with a record of 3-0, all three victories coming at the Marriott Center. So this is the Cougars' first road trip of the season. BYU's three victories are against Westminster, New Orleans, and then Utah Valley this past Saturday. Today's matchup against the USC Trojans will certainly be BYU's biggest test so far. Now, USC also undefeated, However, the Trojans have only played two games. One was an overtime win against Cal Baptist and then a 14-point victory over Montana and as we found out officially on Saturday unfortunately not good news for forward Gavin Baxter he is out for the season with an ACL tear there was good news however as highly touted grad transfer Matt Harms made his BYU debut against UVU and according to reports will be full go today after being on a minutes restriction last Saturday due to the ankle injury looking at uh, today's opponent in USC they hold an all-time advantage in the series against BYU with a 7-3 to advantage. With the last matchup coming back in 2016, the Trojans return a strong sophomore group from last season in Ethan Anderson, Isaiah Mobley, and Max Agbonk-Polo. They are also joined by eight new faces, including a consensus top three recruit in Evan Mobley, as well as Noah Bauman, who redshirted last year after transferring from San Jose State. Now, the, the Mobley brothers, they're going to be an issue. Isaiah is six seven. Evan, the freshman who I just mentioned, is 7 feet. So USC can match up size-wise with BYU. Where the Cougars will have a significant advantage is in shooting, especially perimeter shooting. The Cougars are right now averaging 13 made three-point shots a game. The Trojans threw just two. Remember, BYU's played three, USC just two. Through two games, the Trojans averaging just five. So the Cougars with an eight three-point advantage in terms of made threes in a game. That certainly you would think would be a major stat to watch tonight, or rather today, against USC. All right, brings us to our player interview. Our pregame player interview is with Connor Harding, and he started the season strong shooting 50% from both the field and from three. He's also third on the team in minutes. This is a big opportunity for Connor, who will be re- relied upon more than in previous seasons. I talked with Connor in his hotel room and gave him a break from doing homework. All right, Connor, you guys, 3-0 and you know, after three games. You can't be any better than that. How would you evaluate the overall team play through three games?
2: I've absolutely loved how like our team has come together and how we've been playing lately. Um, we've been in some pretty ugly games but as a team, like, we haven't lost any fight. I mean, our efforts there um, doesn't matter if we're down by 10, up by 10. We're fighting for every rebound, every loose ball, uh, try to make every shot. And so I think that's, like, special for, for any team um, that you can have is just just a fight for 40 minutes straight no matter who's on the court we're just going to fight for every you know possession and we've won more than than we've lost so that's a good sign well what about
1: for you i mean you look at the way you're shooting you're shooting 50 percent from the field and from three I mean that's pretty good out of the gate how, how are you feeling about your own game
2: yeah you know there's there's a lot of things to improve in my own game um, i'm just glad that a lot of shots have fallen early get my confidence up that wouldn't be possible without you know um caleb matt uh rich rebounding colby lee rebounding and his amazing pass i think he's our best passer on our team right now and then obviously our point guards ba and ab just being able to facilitate and find me and so it's made my life really easy just being able to you know just think about making a shot
1: I gotta imagine with so many practices in the offseason you kind of had an idea of what you thought it may be when this team gets on the floor together how has the reality been with that?
2: You know, I think you know, going over the summer and going through these practices and getting to the point we're at right now, like I'm like I said before, like I'm really impressed with this team and, and our effort, but uh, I think we have you know a lot of room to improve. I don't think we've really shown our best this season you know, we have a lot of guys that can get, you know, hot really fast. And a lot of people that are, you know, just coming back from injuries or redshirting and just getting comfortable back and playing in the games. And especially with this COVID, it's a little different. So, you know, I'm happy with what, what we've done so far, but I don't think we've played like, like we've, we've shown in, in the summer or in glimpses of practice. And so hopefully we can, you know, build the chemistry and trust in each other and, and we can get there, especially at the end of the season. That would be wonderful.
1: The three wins have all come at home. Now you're out on the road. You're in Connecticut. You're going to play two games back-to-back. The first game is going to be against USC. The second game is going to be against St. John's. This is your first time with this group on the road. Do you guys look forward to that first road trip just to kind of see how you do? Because I, I know that most most players kind of look at that first road trip as, as
2: the first real test. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, with this group, we just prepare every game like the same road or on um, on our own floor. And, you know, we know how good USC is. You know, we know how good (laughs) they're good at offensive rebounding and being able to get second chance points. And so, you know, we just we just attack the game the same way, knowing our principles and what we can do and what we can control. And so just knowing that that we're away from our home court, I think the biggest challenge is just just being able to just settle down and just play basketball how we play basketball.
1: You talked about USC. Obviously, a lot of talent on the roster, very athletic team. But in talking with coaches and your teammates, you know, one of the things I think as the season progresses, it's going to be a real strength for this team, speaking of, of you guys, is your ability to adjust – and you guys can play different styles depending on the opponent. I, I think that'll be a big time plus for you guys. Do you agree with that? That regardless of what the opponent wants, to do you guys have the talent on the roster to adjust?
2: You know, absolutely. Because we have a bunch of guys that can play, you know, four or three. And So they can go play the big or they can go play guard. And so we can switch up, you know, our offense, our defense. We can go to switch, switching everything to an offense having four guards and just Uh, being able to to penetrate the defense or we can go bigger, we can go two bigs. And so, you know, that totally changes that dynamic of the game, being able just to give different looks, try to find the best mismatch or the matches that, that, that we liked defensively or offensively, because that's what basketball is, is a game of uh, mismatches and, who can match up the best. And, you know, we're just like, luck- we're fortunate enough that we have a bunch of guys that can go, you know, play different positions. You know, they've spent a lot of time in the off season learning different positions. And so it makes it really easy for, you know, for us to adjust on the fly.
1: I know you haven't been there very long, but you've been long enough to at least get a, a little bit of a taste of what the bubble is like. What's the bubble like? Cause I know you guys pretty much have, you go to practice and you go back to your rooms and that's
2: about it, right? Yeah. And we have, we have a security guard that walks us around everywhere. We cannot leave um, pretty much our room unless there's someone that's going to escort us out to, to where we need to go. We have a certain path and we take all the back ways. And so um, it is pretty interesting. Um, hopefully, you know, here in a couple of days, I can see the sun go outside and, <laughs> you know, you start to appreciate the little things a little more, but it sure is a bubble. Um, they're keeping us safe. And we're grateful for that. It for sure is a bubble. We're in a bubble.
1: Everybody says, you know, 2020 is just so different, but it's just another example of what it's like. But I have to imagine at the end of the day, you guys are just happy to be playing basketball.
2: No, no that And that's totally true. You know, we're just fortunate enough to be able to, you know, have three games already. And hopefully we can have another three games this week. And having six down and 2020, I mean, it seems like a miracle. And as a basketball player, that's what you want. You want to play games. So,
1: Connor, great stuff. Thank you for the insight. I, I would like to think uh, that that I at least gave you a little bit of a break as you're stuck in your room doing homework. So, uh, thanks for uh, taking a few minutes and talking.
2: Yeah, I appreciate
1: that. Yeah, that gives you a little bit of an idea of exactly what these players are dealing with right now in the uh, the bubble or Bubbleville as they're as they're calling that tournament at the Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, you know, as he mentioned you you have you take the back way to get to where you need to go if you are not at practice. Uh, you're usually in your room. If you have to go somewhere, there is a a security escort that will take you around. So obviously taking it uh, as serious as they possibly can, which is uh, certainly good because at the end of the day, these guys are there to play basketball and stay healthy. And so to have all of those uh, precautions in place is certainly a positive thing uh, to uh, allow these games to continue. And with BYU playing back to back, you know, it's uh, it's certainly uh, a a positive thing to be able to have in place there this season BYU basketball and mountain America credit union are changing lives for each three-pointer BYU makes mountain America will donate $50 to the American red cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs coming up next we will head to the Mohegan Sun arena in Connecticut it's our courtside conversation with Mark Durant that's coming up next is Cougar pregame live presented by mountain America credit union rolls on on the new skin BYU sports network
0: Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
1: Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live. Jason Shepard with you in our BYU studios in Provo, Utah. How about we head across the country to the East Coast in the Mohegan Sun Arena at Uncasville, Connecticut? And we are joined by former BYU basketball superstar. He is our radio analyst. He is our good friend. He is Mark Durant. Mark. How are you, this fine? Well, it's morning here. It's afternoon there. How are you doing overall?
3: I'm far, far away from you, my friend. I don't like that. I like being, even though we talk <laughs> on the radio, I like feeling your presence nearby. And, man, I'm, I'm far away. I drove, flew in late last night, drove from Boston to here, which is about two hours, in the most torrential <laughs> hurricane i've ever experienced and so <laughs> it sounds in like about two thirty 30 in the morning
1: it sounds like both you and greg have unbelievable driving weather stories out of this trip already <laughs> regardless of what happens with the basketball itself you have weather stories to tell
3: uh, you know pioneers you know have nothing on greg and i of course and, but we're here we, we love it it's a beautiful place uh, this casino is amazing and vegas has nothing on this casino and it's a really nice environment, beautiful arena, empty sadly, but uh, here we are playing some hoops. I'm, I'm excited. This is, a, this is a fun deal.
1: Absolutely, and BYU is going to have the opportunity to play back to back games today against USC, tomorrow against St. John's, but the Cougars come in with a record of 3 and 0. And look, they, they come into this tournament feeling confident with the way that they've started the year. Certainly, room for improvement but playing well, what area do you have the most confidence in this team right now?
3: I think the guard play is is excellent. I mean, Brandon and Alex are as good as you're going to find, uh, particularly Alex has been out of this world. I mean, we all knew he was good. He played good last year and that he would be good this year, but he's, he's found another gear and his shooting percentages are off the charts and he's doing a lot of, you know, all the leadership things. And so, uh, you know that that's always good to have two guys running your program and get make sure other guys are doing what they're supposed to do. It just makes everything a lot easier for you. And uh, you know I've seen uh, really nice things from a lot of different guys. It'll be interesting to see Matt Harms play against some really good competition today and put, maybe get some more minutes and see what he's really all about. But but yeah, I mean the best thing is is uh, the play of that guard line and uh, and I think that kind of translates to other guys when they play well it makes everything easier for BYU.
1: Well let's stay with uh, talking about Matt Harms. Uh, our uh, voice of the Cougars Greg Rubel tweeting out uh, just a couple minutes ago about 10 minutes ago. I know him. I, I, I do. Know him. I know him as well. He's a, he's a he great guy. of
3: beef and cheese. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, Matt, <laughs> Matt Harms is going to get the start today. He is going to take the place uh, of uh, Gavin Baxter. So your starting five will be Averett Barcelo, Harding, Harms, and Lee. Um, having a guy like Matt Harms in the lineup now without any restrictions, we would assume, or at least allowed to play more than the 12 minutes, what type of impact can he have on this roster and on this team moving forward?
3: Well, I could just tell with him on the floor, they were a different team, a little more settled team. And you know, he, he roams that paint. And they're not, The teams aren't going to get a lot of easy buckets in the paint against him, so they have to play differently. Can't be as, a, as aggressive. And uh, so he makes a difference. And I thought he settled in and, and made some nice moves. A little shaky at first, you know. It, it's the way it's going to be. You haven't played a lot. You've been injured. It's your first game in the Merritt Center. I think he was a little nervous and a little, you know, I, I call it the, gets the Bambi legs because, first learning to walk is Bambi. You're kind of all over the place. But then he settled down, did a nice job. So I hope he settles in here quickly because that BYU really will need him today. You know, there's a lot of games you don't need sides and you don't need maybe Matt Harms, but this is a game you need him. This is why he came here, so you can compete against guys like the Mobley brothers. Yeah. and be able to put guys on the floor that can match that size and athleticism. And BYU hasn't always had that in the past, and has been at a disadvantage. So they would have to do other things really well. But uh, with Harms and Colby Lee, that's a pretty big front line you're putting out on the floor to start. You got a lot of subs coming in; that are just as big, and, and you need that against the, the highest levels of competition in college basketball. Well,
4: because
1: of the size of USC and the athleticism and the overall talent, you mentioned the Mobley brothers, six seven, and then seven feet. How do you think BYU matches up against this team? I I, I mentioned in the first segment, I I think one area where BYU has a significant advantage is shooting overall, but specifically three-point shooting. Uh, They're averaging uh, about eight more threes per game BYU is versus what we've seen from the Trojans. What do you make of this matchup? How do these two teams match up on the
0: floor?
3: Well, when you play a Pac-12 team, you, you start at a higher baseline than you would any other team because they're, at the very least they're going to have athleticism and size. And so that takes a while to get used to. It's, you're not playing Westminster or New Orleans, all due respect, or UBU. These guys are, are super good athletes. It doesn't mean they're necessarily great shooters, and I don't think USC is a great especially three-point shooting team. Um, so you can have advantages. But what I'm trying to say is th- that there's an athleticism that you don't necessarily practice against or play against a lot. And so it can kind of take you off guard. I I remember buying a, my car. You know I'm a, bi- a big muscle car guy. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm all about cars, Jason. You know that, right? I know man? that. And, and, um, <laughs> and I got, I, I've been dri- driving a Ford Taurus all my life. And I got this <laughs> new Chrysler 300 SRT. And, man you barely touch it and you're just taking off man it's and it's a lot of power and you're just like holding on for dear life and it takes a while to get used to it that's kind of way is playing against these kind of guys you're just not used to it you have there's there's some acclimation to go and then you realize yeah I can handle it but first couple minutes are always interesting when you when you play a team with such athleticism because it can be overwhelming it really can and it it takes a while to get used to and I think once BYU does that they'll be fine and, and be able to maximize their strengths.
1: This is the first road trip of the season for BYU, and I know it's considered a neutral site game, but in my opinion, if you're not playing on your home floor, it's a road game for you. This will be the first time this team has gone through that. What are you looking for from this team away from the Marriott Center now?
3: Well, I think, again, you know, limiting that uh, shock period. And that starts, I think, with guys like Alex Barcelo and, and Brandon Averett again and Connor Harding not being flustered. They've been around. They've been in these situations. They've played these kind of teams. Take care of the ball. Not be flustered. Execute your stuff. And BYU really in the past few years has been really good at, at not getting overwhelmed by teams early. Uh, even, you know, you go up to Gonzaga. But they were they, they started out and were calm and fine and we're in that game. and. And uh, so I, I anticipate that that will be the case. But when you lose so many seniors and experienced uh, players like Toulson and Haas and Celius and Nixon and Yoli, uh, you wonder how the younger guys will react. So that, that's a big question mark for me. But I think with that leadership on the guard line, that, that will help.
1: I know you, like, uh, like I did during the NBA playoffs, watched the Utah Jazz and in kind of uh, at least from a, a distance and on television – looked at what the, the bubble looked like. Now, you guys aren't technically in the bubble because you're a little bit further away. There's different tiers on how they they have certain media versus where the team is. There are much more restrictions on the team and the coaches and things like that. And I know you haven't been there very long, but what's that atmosphere like right now?
3: Yeah, I, I, I call it bubble adjacent. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it's fine for us. I mean, it's pretty much normal life. But that would be rough to... Kind of be sequestered, and the, the the lengths that they're going to make things happen uh, is maybe a little bit overkill. But that's that's how it has to be, I, I suppose. But I I still think it's a little overkill that Greg Rubel won't let me look at him in the eyes or talk to him. Uh, he says something about being in the bubble. I, I I don't I don't know that that applies to us. But well, you know that's what I have to deal with.
1: <laughs> All right, Mark, you've you've hit on several keys throughout our conversation. But I, I'm going to ask you your biggest key and it is brought to you by ken garf honda nissan and volkswagen and orm proudly presenting our keys to the game mark what is your biggest key of the game today for byu
3: i think it's going to be to control the paint when i say that not not a lot of easy buckets from mobley's and and uh, also rebounding well i mean as we've talked usc's not a terrific shooting team and so they'll throw it up and then go get the rebound. And they've got a huge rebound margin in their first couple games against inferior competition. BYU can't let that happen. Got to control the paint.
1: Mark, great stuff as always. Make sure you're looking straight forward <laughs> during the game and uh, have a good call.
3: <laughs> Thanks, Jason. See ya.
1: <laughs> There we go. Mark Durant joining us from the Mohegan Sun Arena. You'll hear Greg Rubel and Mark Durant on the call. Uh, coming up in about a half an hour and you will hear both of them uh, for a little more pregame coming up in about eight minutes from now we will take our last break here on cougar pregame live we'll come back and kind of give you a schedule of what the rest of the day looks like in college basketball not a whole lot going on right now that will ramp up as the afternoon progresses but we'll uh, kind of uh, get to that and then wrap things up before we send you back to connecticut it's all coming up next as we continue on with cougar pregame live presented by mountain america credit union on the new skin byu sports network
0: Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard.
1: Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. We're getting you ready for the BYU Cougars and the USC Trojans. Both teams come in undefeated. BYU at 3-0, the USC Trojans at 2-0. Somebody is going to stay undefeated after today, and the other team's going to get their first loss. Don't forget, BYU in a back-to-back situation. If you had not heard, the original schedule for the Cougars was... Today and then Thursday. Now it is going to be today and tomorrow, and the opponent tomorrow already determined that will be the St. John's Red Storm. But focusing on USC today, and let's focus on some other games going on. Right now, only one game going on in top twenty-five college basketball. Just under ten minutes to go in the first half. Number 17, Texas is leading Indiana by seven. It is 13 to 6 in favor of the Longhorns. Uh, later on today in top 25, number 15, Virginia, hosting St. Francis out of Pennsylvania. Uh, number 14, North Carolina, taking on Stanford. Number 4, Wisconsin, facing Green Bay. The ninth ranked Creighton Blue Jays taking on Omaha. Number 12, Villanova, facing Hartford. Number 6, Duke. And number 8, Michigan State. That'll be a good one to pay attention to, as will this one, number 20, Kentucky. Taking on number seven, Kansas. The other thing to pay attention to today in college football, the second week of the college football playoff rankings come out. We were all stunned last week when BYU is at number 14. Those rankings will be at 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain on ESPN. We will see if BYU is able to move up and get closer towards 12, because 12 and up is usually where you're kind of feeling pretty good about a New Year's 6 bowl game. We will see tonight. Again, 7 Eastern, 5 p.m. Mountain Time on ESPN. Fans, remember when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza with a BYU victory today. Pizza will be 50% off at PapaJohns.com tomorrow when you use the online promo code BYU50. This offer is good at any Utah location. Coming up next, out to Connecticut for the Cougar pregame game Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. That's next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Now, let's head back to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Brubell.
4: Good afternoon, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Mohegan Sun Arena in Uncasville, Connecticut. They call it Bubbleville. And for two weeks, it's home to dozens of teams and games, some in tournament format. That was the case for BYU until Vanderbilt bowed out of this four-team event. It's now called a showcase event, meaning BYU's opponents are already predetermined. It'll be USC today and St. John's tomorrow. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Rubel beloved former BYU hoopster Mark Durant is my color commentary colleague and Mark uh, today's the day things get real off to a 3-0 and start uh, three comfortable and expected victories Cougs today take on a 2-0 and USC team featuring the nation's third rated incoming freshman he's Evan Mobley seven footer a one-half of a 6'11 7-foot brother act that will test BYU's length certainly more than any team has so far this season
3: yeah man we've seen some great brother combinations over the years Greg but <clears throat> these Mosley guys that's They're pretty good and so long. That's just kind of par for the course with with the better teams in the country. They all have such size and length and athleticism, which was why I was so excited about this year's BYU team. There will be no game where BYU is going to be undersized or overmatched in the paint. You've got a guy like Matt Harms who's obviously as big as they come and and very athletic, and then you've got three other guys that can rotate at that position. So. Whereas in the past, Greg, we've seen many games where BYU was really undersized and would have to do so many other things good to make up for it, I think BYU is in good shape here. So it's going to be a nice, strong matchup, and it may come down not so much to how those big guys play, but how the guards play, and I like BYU's chances in that event.
4: Coming up, the pregame thoughts of BYU head coach Mark Pope as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the Mo- Mohegan Sun in Connecticut on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with Head Coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host Greg Grubeau.
4: We are live in Bubbleville, the name given to the Mohegan Sun Arena in rural Connecticut. For BYU, it's been a three and zero start to the season, three home wins in four days now, followed by three games in five days, all away from home. Starting with games today and tomorrow here at the Mohegan Sun, and in our pregame interview with BYU head coach Mark Pope, the coach says the pace of the schedule has won his guys' embrace.
5: So many circumstances have changed since we got here. Um, and our ch- our schedule has changed in the last you know, 36 hours to going from playing a game and then having a day off and playing another game to now we're back to back again. And um, so it's it's, um, it's really challenging. And, and the whole key for our guys is can they stay focused? Can we not get distracted by all the changes and all the madness and chaos? And can we just be focused on the task at hand right now? and we're going to learn a lot about ourselves and, and, uh, and we're excited about that.
4: It's a great point you just make. I'm not sure enough attention gets paid to the mentality component of this whole thing. Uh, athletes at this level, uh, you know, focus on so many different things relative to their performance on the floor and the team they're playing, but, but you add a whole extra set of challenges to the equation. It takes, it takes a special, you know, group of guys to deal with all that and still perform at a high level.
5: Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, There's so much preparation that goes in every game. I mean, we're, you know, we're working uh, months in advance and and certainly weeks in advance uh, in in preparation for games. Our guys have kind of had this schedule solidly in their mind and you kind of plan out rest days and play days and prep days and and all that is changing really fast. Um, And that is the challenge. Like there's going to be some teams that raise up this year that are really, really good at just staying dialed in no matter what curveballs get thrown their way. And those, those, those teams this year are going to actually have an advantage. And so hopefully we'll continue to prove to be one of those teams.
4: All right, USC today, a lot of length on the floor between these two teams.
5: Yeah, there's a lot of length on the floor. The court's going to look really small at times today. Um, and it, it's going to be an absolute all-out battle on a, on a, on a glass on both sides of the floor, um, two teams that really pride themselves on rebounding both hands, and uh, where that's a staple for both, and, and that have had uh, really promising numbers so far, you know, early in the season. So it's gonna it's gonna be um, a relentless battle on the glass. Uh, it's gonna be uh, really interesting to see who can use their length the best on the defensive end and function at the highest level uh, that way in the offensive end. So it is a game of length for sure.
4: Okay, you've uh you've hit double digit threes in every game this season you're averaging 13 threes a game with one big one in there USC averages fewer than six threes a game through just two, through just two games how much of that you know is a is a tactical consideration today
5: well uh you know I think USC is fully capable they've been shooting a you know they have several guys on the team that are shooting a really high percentage a couple guys that have brought them down um you know they're, they're they're just so capable downhill as drivers at the one two and three. Uh, they're so capable. Uh, they got second move guys. They got guys that are um, have real length. I mean, you think about them. They're starting seven feet six eleven six eight. Um, so they got some real length on the floor, and certainly, uh, you know, these two Mobleys. Uh, so much of the offense is more of the offenses running through their front line than most teams you see, not just his finishers, but they're both elite, elite passers. And and then they're getting so much work done on the offensive glass that it kind of saves them in possession. So they're good, and, um, and uh, you know, they're fully capable of making shots from the perimeter. They just haven't had to so far. Uh, they've just kind of been able to have their way, way with teams uh, off the bounce and at the rim and on the offensive glass. Coach,
4: it's early, but Isaiah Mobley's shooting thirty five percent from the stripe, and Evan Mobley shooting forty six percent from the stripe. How much is that a thing?
5: Well, it's it's actually been interesting because they they you know they they won the Cal Baptist game because Cal Baptist could not rebound a free throw. There's actually um, there's actually if you if you tweak the numbers the right way, they're actually mo- scoring more points off offensive rebounds at the free throw line than they are actually shooting free throws. So they've turned these misses into a formidable weapon. You step up and you make the first one, you miss the second one, you get the offensive rebound, it turns into a three-point or a four-point possession rather than just a, a two. And so um, they, you know, they found a way to actually turn the, the early uh, poor free throw shooting into weapons. So you'll watch um, the, the, these free throw rebounds are going to be a massive part of this game, I expect, and, and probably in really crucial moments.
4: Well, you're a good defensive rebounding club and, and USC is sitting there fifth in offensive rebound percentage right now through just a couple of games. It'll be an interesting battle to watch there. All right. Uh, how do you plan to start uh, today against USC?
5: So we're going to uh, we're going to bump Matt in the starting lineup at the four. Um, so we'll start Kobe and Matt and Connor Harding is, is our front line and then have AB and BA in the backcourt and I'm excited to put Rich and Caleb back together. They got so much juice to play off each other. So having those two come off the bench as a front line is, is, uh, is just – it gives me a lot of confidence in a coach. That, as a coach, that no matter how things start or the, the energy, whatever it is to start, I know I got those du- dudes uh, just dying to run in the game and, and knock some bodies around. So I'm excited about the lineup today.
4: And Matt showed you enough on Saturday to get in there as a starter tonight, and he had no setbacks on the weekend.
5: Yeah, he had a terrific practice yesterday. It was really good and shoot around today. So it seems like he's full go. All
4: right, Coach Pope, thank you for the preview. Uh, have a great one against USC, and we'll talk to you via Zoom uh, post game. Thanks, Rick. Let's go, baby. That is Mark Pope and today's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Looking for an even more convenient way to shop at Smith's? Try Smith's Click List. Order online, pick up curbside by the store. Visit Smith'sFoodandDrug.com for details. Coming up next, more of the BYU Store Cougar Tip Off Show live from the Legends Classic at the Mohegan Sun Arena on the Newskin BYU Sports Network.
2: Hey, Cougar...
0: It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried & Jensen. Siegfried & Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now, let's head live to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good
4: afternoon again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside the Mohegan Sun Arena in Uncasville, Connecticut for the first of two games in the Legends Classic for BYU, BYU BYU-USC today, BYU-St. John's tomorrow. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. USC 2-0 after an overtime win over Cal Baptist. Easy win over Montana. Trojans lose their top five scorers from last season, but do bring in the nation's number three high school recruit in big man, Evan Mobley. And he's gotten off to a great start playing alongside brother Isaiah inside. For more on the Trojans and matchup with BYU, I chatted with USC play-by-play broadcaster Jordan Moore.
6: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, The Trojans basically turned over 75% of their roster. Uh, That's what you look at. I think it's 80% of the scoring, but 75% of the minutes. Uh, And really only Ethan Anderson and Isaiah Mobley are the two guys back um, that were big time contributors last season. Ethan Anderson started the point guard spot as a freshman. And both those guys now are sophomore captains. So USC is really looking at its sophomore class for for leadership. I mean, the real place to start and and where everyone will be most intrigued is Evan Mobley. he is the uh, you know projected top three, five, maybe the first pick in the NBA draft coming up. I mean, really a special talent and a clear one and done freshman. Nobody's nobody's even mincing words about that or or pretending as if it's not the case. Uh, so you know they're looking to get the most out of Evan in his one year, and uh, he, he will be the focal point uh, of what you see out there on Tuesday. And it is the Mobley brothers, right? No question, the Mobley brothers: Isaiah, a sophomore; Evan, a freshman, and. Uh, Eric Mobley, an assistant coach on the bench. So mm-hmm. it's a family affair. And I think you know, people have talked about this, but I think it, it helps Evan get adjusted. He was around the program a lot last year uh, because of his brother and, and his father. Uh, so e- even though this offseason was not uh, ideal uh, preparation f- for anyone, uh, Evan certainly, I think, ha- had a leg up uh, in his knowledge of the system and just his comfort uh, with the program and the team. Just a couple of games in, but from what you've seen so far and what you already knew about him,
4: is Evan Mobley every bit of the real deal?
6: Yeah, I really think he is. I think I've talked about this a little bit on our broadcast. He's very different than Anyeko Kangu, who we had uh, last season. Onyeko was such a powerful player that he really was a, a grown man, even as a freshman Evan is a little bit more slight of build. He's longer. He's a true seven footer. Uh, and Evan is so well schooled in the game that you may not see him dominate. And I, I, I honestly get worried it might frustrate USC fans a little bit. You hear about this incredible player that you brought in, and so what do you expect? You expect you know twenty five points and fifteen rebounds every single night. I don't think that's necessarily him. I I think if BYU sends a double team at him, he will gladly pass it and make the right play. I I think he's happy to share with his teammates. In in the second game, he took just one shot in the first half. He's incredibly efficient. Um, So really well-schooled basketball player. I I think the NBA is going to love him. I mean, there's a lot of Anthony Davis in his game. Um, But at the college level, I don't think he's a guy that's as you know, get on my back. I'm carrying us over the line. uh, I think you'll see a much more balanced uh, team, particularly in the scoring column than you would expect having such a a clear NBA caliber star player.
4: All right. That is USC broadcaster Jordan Moore. BYU fans, whatever financial products and services you need to take care of yourself, your family, or your business, America First is here to help. To find out more, visit AmericaFirst.com today.
0: This is the Cooper Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and join Greg Brubbo.
4: BYU and USC coming up shortly. Both teams seeking to stay undefeated on the season. BYU 3-0, USC 2-0. Both teams playing their first games away from home. The 11th all-time meeting in the series. USC leads 7-3 through two games. BYU's free throw woes were a bit of a concern. The Cougars were at 46% through two. That number climbed to 79 in their third, giving BYU a 55% clip coming into Connecticut. USC not much better, 58%. Here's the red flag, though. The Mobley brothers shooting 35 and 46% respectively. USC coaches are maybe sweating that number a bit. Teams are going to start picking on those guys, and the Cougars have enough bodies to do that if the situation calls for some strategic fouling. Did you know that BYU Student Alumni Association runs the largest food drive in Utah County, and they've been doing it for more than 20 years, teaming up with Community Action Services? You can turn $1 into three meals or 15 pounds of food. Go to fooddrive.byu.edu to help families in need this holiday season. More of the Cougar Tip-Off show next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. We all have needs, hopes, and dreams. Things to do.
0: Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Criper Bell. All
4: right, so BYU and USC coming up here at the Mohegan Sun Resort in Uncasville, Connecticut. One of the bigger stories, not bigger, but literally big. He's a pretty big guy. Matt Harms will get his first start for BYU today. He'll be starting at the 4 alongside Colby Lee, and Matt's just good enough and uh, agile enough and uh, versatile enough to be a 4 as opposed to a true 5 at all times, but he'll see some time in the post as well. We'll talk more about that as we get you starting lineups, coming up here at the New Skin BYU Sports Network.
0: At Intermountain Healthcare, we understand that broken arms haven't stopped. Babies continue to be born. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside.
4: the closing strains of our national anthem meaning tip off is next we just took a break but we'll break one more time when we come back at starting lineups and the opening tap for byu and usc on the new skin byu sports network
2: we all have
4: needs hopes and dreams things to do places to go and
0: a life to live and whatever goals you have america first is here to help you achieve them we're here to provide the financial tools and services